got love for you, man. Okay. What are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabbie Presents, the podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome back to the Cabbie Presents podcast. I'm your man, Cabbie. Appreciate the click. Appreciate the support and the subscription to those of you who subscribe to this podcast. If you found me on Twitter, which is at Cabbie, or on the gram, which is at the real Cabbie, or bardown.com, which is the best place for sports and pop culture on the internet. Thank you very much. I've always wanted to geek out with an actor about like actor experiences and conversations, the way that sports fans geek out amongst themselves with statistics, hypotheticals, and with other athletes. So today I have that chance to go on a deep dive. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with my dude who steps into the booth right now. And I remember this other time where uh, I used to always get on punishment and told not to use the phone. You know, I'm honest. I'm I'm literally giving people a picture of what I went through at all aspects Mm -hmm. of my life. Honestly, almost anything goes. It's amazing to, you know, to step into the ring with someone like like him. Who are you and uh, where do you come from? May I ask? The last time I saw this man, we were on a stage during a Q&A for the screening of Goon, The Last of the Enforcers, which he wrote and directed. It's really impressive to get a movie made, but even more impressive to get a movie made in Canada. If you're of a certain age, you may have been introduced to Jay Baruchel in the show Undeclared, or perhaps in the movie Knocked Up as a stoner alongside Seth Rogen and them boys, or perhaps you've been at the Bell Center screaming, cheering on the Montreal Canadiens. It is my pleasure to have actor, writer, director, and current RBC Financial Explorer (laughs) in a series of TV commercials. Jay Baruchel, welcome to the Cabbie Presents Podcast. Thank you very much for having me, and uh, sorry to you and to your listeners about, you know, how much I'm on everyone's YouTube and stuff. No, man, just, I'm watching that on broadcast. Just, like it's football Sunday. Trying and you're to get you up. to save some money, man. I just <laughs> that's all. I appreciate it. Have you figured out what a T? Te- oh, you probably knew all that stuff, <laughs> but you have to sound like such I a knucklehead. No, I didn't know, man. I was like, I, I was basically like, I was like, does this sound like I know what I'm saying? All right, good, awesome. All right, yeah. <laughs> So then that was real. That wasn't acting. You're like, you Not really didn't know, no. like a GIC or whatever the hell that you said. I don't know what, I still don't know. <laughs> there was just, and, and yeah, nobody, nobody informed me there either. See, I was coming, like, I was going to use part of this podcast to get some financial oh, advice from you. Yeah, terrible than, plan. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. I'm really sorry. And then I'll save my 70 bucks. <laughs> uh, when we were at the Goon screening, so you had all your actors on yeah. stage, and we were, it was here in Toronto, and... Yeah. Your mom, okay, so Goon, as people know, it's, it's bloody, it's violent, and <laughs> your character is foul. Like, I don't know if you wrote the stuff that you guys, that you, that you specifically <laughs> said, horrible. or if you just uh, freestyled it. God awful, yeah. <laughs> but your mom was in the audience, <laughs> yes. and, and I don't know, was your grandma also in the audience? My aunt, my Auntie Helen, yeah. <laughs> okay, auntie, auntie, mom and Auntie Helen, you know. Um, did you, did you prepare them? For what they were going to when it's specifically the stuff that was going to come out of your mouth. Yeah, to an extent. Like, Mom had visited the set, and there's like one scene in that movie where I talk about um, 
sleeping with my cousin and oh my and then decided I, I mime uh, intercourse with a, a set of frings from Harvey's <laughs> and um, and delicious. I delicious yeah it is delicious and um, and and still no Harvey's goon tie-in was ever found and I don't know why anyway mom was there and I was like um, doing an impression of like my cousin or something horrible yeah and yeah, uh, not yeah. a real cousin my character's fictional cousin <laughs> and um and i come out i say cut um to myself and uh and i step outside and my mom's got headphones so i actually throw oh. it them i was like what the hell are you that is vile right vile your mother is here i was like i know but i still had to shoot the movie <laughs> like i was you know and so well so funny throughout that screening that you were at mom and auntie helen would look at me like and just shake their heads like, come on, really? Really? This is what you bring us to? <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, my cousin and her husband were kept giving me thumbs up every time. Like, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is good stuff. Was that their introduction to the <laughs> bluest of your material? Or has, <laughs> have there been some, like, family oh. functions where you just, like, there's a, the whiskey's flowing? Oh, no, Auntie and, Helen swears worse than any of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, <laughs> I, I distinctly remember being at uh, my Uncle Doug's funeral, and they were, we were all finding our place to sit, and they'd put a, a, a seat for Helen by herself. And and she said in front of everybody, "Well, what am I, the queen? Like, why? I know why. I'm gonna sit with my family. Thank you very. This is in a funeral. Wow. <laughs> this is in her husband's funeral. So, so, so yeah. No, we all we all we all swear a lot in my family. Auntie Helen sounds like she she goes hard. Oh, she and really she, does. And like yes, Auntie does. Helen could be like the equivalent of just lit as. Like, yes. Auntie Helen just get, goes goes live. She's nothing. She has nothing to prove to anyone. <laughs> is she is she from Ontario or is she from the East? She East was Coast? Uh, she she grew up in in rural Quebec, but has lived in uh, like basically St. Thomas and London for the past uh, okay. 20, 30 years. Yeah. Uh, I, I was uh, I was doing like a, a moderate dive on your your IG yeah. page, and I saw the which I think is kind of dope the driver's license photos you and your lady, <laughs> which look like uh, mugshots. Yes, and I was like, I've never seen that before. But then also I was like Ontario. I didn't realize. Yeah, that I you, moved here. Full on moved here. When did you move here uh, to like, Toronto? And, and yeah, I uh, moved to Ontario like three or four years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And the previous. Have you been going back and forth to Los Angeles? I mean, and- I, I there was always a reason that brought me down there, um, but I like never wanted to like live live there. So I'd always go back to Montreal. I would just do these stints in Los Angeles, um, and I never. But I like I said, never wanted to move there. So instead of moving to Los Angeles, I moved to Toronto, which is the Canadian equivalent of selling out. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're from somewhere else, yes, yes. somewhere if, outside of Toronto. If you're from outside of Toronto, yeah. yeah. The movie, uh, The Art of the Steel, was mm-hmm. that set in Niagara Falls, or mm-hmm. was it? It was. Yeah, and did you guys like shoot there too? Yeah, we did. Yeah, and I, I got the scared out of me because I, I was there and I, I had an off day. We shot in Niagara Falls in February. Have you been to Niagara Falls in February? No, it's sir. Empty. It's, it's, it's empty. There was one sad family crawling up the hill against the wind. Um, the husband was clearly cheap and the wife was making it, reminding him of like, you know, other people go nice places <laughs> and you brought us here in February, you cheap <laughs> but, but um i uh so i had a day off and um i was like you know i'm gonna do all the clifton hill specialties i'm gonna see all the cool sh- and uh wax museum ripley's man, that's house, all in the same all, block all my of G. it man yeah exactly right so I'm, like, I'm gonna do it so i was like i smoked a big joint to myself went out for a walk of course i go into the haunted house uh in february uh which is let's say it's the off season uh but they were still open and i think i was the only the first customer that had in weeks because they went hard on me like, like, and i i like tried my best i like lost my 
I was as high as I've ever been, and 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 Good with a, a house full of people, just like, and I'd hear them stirring ahead of me, and so my way to like sort of calm myself down was like, I I hear you. Kind of moving about. I know you're there. I know you guys are there. You're really good. This is this is really good. I don't know what it, I, that I thought that would do. They, I saw them. Like, oh, thanks, Jay. You're like, no. Like, I, it, and it didn't calm me down one bit. Um, I mentioned that movie because it was uh, very clever. It's a really well done That's film. A good flick. And um, I was listening to a podcast with Keegan Michael Key of mm-hmm. uh, Key and Peele fame. Mm-hmm. He was on Bill Simmons' podcast, and he's doing a movie or just shot a movie with Craig Robinson and Eddie Murphy. Yeah, the Dolomite movie. Oh, Dolomite. Dolomite movie. Yeah. So in Art of the Steel, Kurt Russell is, yeah. is the star of the yeah. film, and. Not that he was as big as Eddie Murphy, but in the 80s and 90s, he was a big star. A legitimate movie star. When you're in a, in a production with one of these types, and, and shout out to Tropic Thunder, there's Downey yeah. Jr. also, and obviously Ben Stiller uh, directs the movie. How hard is it for you to like, not want to geek out about oh, like, film stuff? Very hard. So what I try to do is earn their trust. I try to like be like, no, I'm just a guy who's working with you, man. We're all <laughs> right. equals here. Like, just like, I don't want to make you uncomfortable any more than you want me to. But once I've, uh, once I've succeeded at that, um, at, at that bit of uh, pantomime, because uh, it's, it's all it's all lies. I'm lying when I when I do You're all acting. that. I'm really acting. It's the best acting I do is convincing famous people I'm normal. And and uh, once I've earned their trust, uh, then I start to like. Uh, just poke around and yeah, see yeah. what anecdotes, and some of them love talking about it, and some of them hate it. Um, who hates it? Oh, I can start with who loves it. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> sure. I was lucky enough that Kurt loves telling stories, and he loves telling set stories, and he is in so many of my very favorite movies. So I got multiple anecdotes from John Carpenter's The Thing, multiple anecdotes from Big Trouble in Little China, Tango and Cash. I like, it, it was Tombstone, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Great like, the, the the coolest. Um, when I did RoboCop with, uh, with, with Michael Keaton. Right. Same, man. He loves telling stories, too? He really does. Sick. And he would, like... Tell me stories from the set of Batman and how like goofy he felt in the suit and and all this stuff and it was just like this is kind of cool. That is sick. And and I was present because also Gary Oldman's in that movie and he's in like, Robocop. Yeah, and he's right. one of my heroes. And again, another very nice man who I, I I talked his ear off and he had the patience of a saint. But <laughs> I what's so cool was so he's Commissioner Gordon in the new Batman movies, and so I was present on set when the two of them put that together. Like so. Oh, uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah, and, Michael Keaton said, "Aren't you in the?" He's like, "Yeah, Commissioner Golden." He's like, "Yeah, Batman." He's like, "Oh, nice to meet you." And I got to that. I was like, "Ah!" Oh, they'd never met before. <laughs> no. Oh and, wow. And like, and it was also that's cool. And and it was like the first time that it had occurred to them that Commissioner Gordon and Batman were together again. Like, nice. Yeah, it was like kind of a cool one. That is that is cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ro- Robinson was uh, King Mark Key said Robinson. He was the guy that like asked Eddie everything. Mm-hmm. Like he felt no ways about it. And it seems like you're just you're a little more careful because Slightly. you. Know, Slightly. Um, and also on uh, Artist Steel, uh, Terrence Stamp was in there. Oh did, did you get to meet Terrence Stamp? Yes, I who did. was like, um, not Gen- was it General Zod and Spider Yes, um, you and, and, and Superman 2. And, and Superman 2. And then I just know from like uh, the Soderbergh flick. Uh, uh, oh, the Limey. And then the I Limey, think, yeah. And I Tom think Wilson's of, coming. And I think of Young Guns, you know. Uh, oh, the yeah, um, yeah, cowboy with movie. With Amelia Estevez yeah, and Charlie Sheen. And, they're avenging his death. They're avenging his murder in Young Guns. And so, um, yeah, lovely man. 
Um, Did you get any anecdotes out of him? Yes, um, his his great love of Vancouver and and huh. Terrence Stamp moved to Vancouver for like ten, a ten year period in the night. That was about like, a girl. Yeah, for it might, sure. Yeah, it might have been. It might have been. Um, and um, all he, all he does is eat toast with a bit of butter. Ah, yeah, he's a very, very he's a gentleman. He's a very he, he seems very proper. He is. He very much is. Um, as uh, as I'm talking about like geeking out over film stuff, we are sports fans. So mm-hmm. sports fans. Can depending on who you're around, if you feel comfortable, you can go like super long, like ninety minute yeah. deep dives into. Yep. You're wearing a, a Montreal Canadiens cap, you, you know, Plant and Price and all yep. the all different eras of the yep. of the Montreal Canadiens. Or you can just sometimes when fans are when fans are just too aggressive, <laughs> yes. do you just kind of do you meet their energy as far as like. They want to tell you about their fantasy team or stats or get your opinion on how they're going to do in the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs, or do you just kind of retreat? Ah, man, yeah, and then kind of keep it moving. Yeah, the second one. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've got enough friends. Uh, I, I'm not. Tr- <laughs> no, I just. I no. It, it, it's it's. You know, when people share that stuff, they they want nothing more than to uh, than for someone to think that's cool. And and right. they're just they're pre- they're pleased as punch at all the work and effort and time they put in and I don't want to step on that so I was like oh that's ever neat man um, you know but I'm like I don't need to get over there and see it no that's fair that's fair <laughs> uh, you've written a book called Born Into It which is a memoir about the first love of your life the Montreal <laughs> yeah. Canadiens yeah. whether it's been in an actual at a rink mm-hmm. or at a sports bar mm-hmm. or somewhere else have what's the closest you've ever gotten to like an altercation over differing sports oh opinions God. or, yeah. you know, um, you're on your 12th yeah. Molson Canadian. Yeah. And always uh, there. Uh, 90% of those are in the States. Um, oh, right. I, I've I, right. like every time I've gone to see like, so if I happen to be in California when the Habs come through, then I'll go see the Kings uh, and sometimes the Ducks, although I hate going out to Anaheim and I hate that stadium. And I, <laughs> uh, um, Y'all, this is twenty thousand people going. Uh, um, it was like duck kazoo thing they give out to everybody, but um, it's just thoroughly whack. Uh, but I, I um, no, the the closest I've come to scraps in my adult life has always been in L.A. at the Staples Center during a Habs really? game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they 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 um, it takes on this weird this weird nationalistic quality uh, when the Habs are playing an American team and you're in the states, and and it's like it's this weird thing where it's meant to just be two teams. In the same league, but if that's the case, then why do we sing national anthems at the beginning of these games? So they force the nationalism kind of on true, you. True, true. They force this tribalism on you, yep. and and I'm a patriot, so I'm not going to wilt from it. Uh, but without fail, um, you know, we beat the piss out of them. They get all pissed off, and they're they uh, they they don't seem to like it when out of towners are cheering in their building. Nobody does, right? Um, but they seem to take it especially personal down there. And, um, and the, yeah, it's, it's either the, those are the times that I've come very close, like, yeah, two years ago, I almost hit somebody in a men's room. Um, and, uh, but I've got, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I wasn't trying to fight around a bunch of pee, you know, like <laughs> I, a bunch of guys with their d- out, you know, right. like I'm not sort of, um, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, before you continue. <laughs> Okay, you're in the how to give, give me. I need to. I need to. I need, we're missing some steps. <laughs> sure. Before we so, get to the point where there's yeah, almost um, blows exchanged. Yeah, I drank a bunch of pop and I uh, and my bladder filled with it. Uh, my body extracted what it needed from it, and what was left was urine that needed to be expelled. I went to the washroom at the end of the game, and it's one of these terrible boys uh, men's rooms that's got two entrances. Yeah. So, but you kind of need that though. 
it should be. It's one's in, one's out. That's how it's supposed oh, to fair. be, yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah. And then it just ends up being this like two lanes of traffic merging. Yeah. Inevitably, someone's nose is going to get out of joint. And me and some random kid walked in at the same time, and there's some drunk dude on his phone came in the other way. We got in before him because we were ahead of him. And he's on his phone, and he comes and taps me on the shoulder. He's like, "You cut, you're, you, I'm ahead of you. You cut in front of me. I was like, no, I, I didn't, man. I didn't. And the kid behind me was like, no, he didn't. I saw it. No, he didn't. He's like, it's just you cut. You, you, you cut in front of me. I was like, no, I didn't, man. And I and I was like, okay, you're gonna pee. I'm gonna pee. Everybody's gonna pee. Just chill out, man. <laughs> and he's on the phone the whole time. And he goes, just rude. I was like, yeah, it is rude. I start. Then I lose it because right. like, yeah, I'm just rude because you're picking a fight with me in the bathroom, man. I'm and you're on to- your phone like a total. I'm not gonna fight you in the bathroom. And uh, and what the be- the best was. The best was we finally parted ways. I go to pee, and one of the guys at the urinals pees goes. I guess he didn't know you wrote Goon. I was like, hey. <laughs> nice. Yeah, those those ones don't happen. It, it was the nicest thing any man holding his <laughs> has ever said to me. <laughs> you, have you ever seen a game in Boston? And and if you've seen a hockey game in another arena, Chicago, Pittsburgh, <laughs> whatever, have you ever been there where they do the USA USA chant? Yep. yep. And, and I, which just makes no sense because half of the guys on the team that you Canadians. they're all Canadians. Yes. Canadians. Yes. No. And um, yeah. And and in Montreal, we're real close to Boston, and so all these Boston kids can come up and get drunk at eighteen in our city, and they they come up full of piss and vinegar. I will say this. In my lifetime, every year I see less and less of them making the trip up because um, they, they they didn't always get the warmest welcome. I'll say whenever the Bruins came to the Bell Center, it's the only time I saw cops at the at the at the Bell Center. Really? And I and there were routinely fights, and there was, yeah, they routinely yeah. got to this aggro because that Montreal Boston thing is that that's like ten dimensions of hate. And, <laughs> and like there's it's generational like, hate for sure. There's so much going on yeah. there, and especially when like. It's like America goes and invades some country. The Bell Center lets the Bruins know what they think of that. (laughs) 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 Um, But the best sort of, uh, the the best kind of reply I heard to the USA chant was, uh, yeah, uh, we were in the playoffs. uh, We beat their ass. We're walking (laughs) home. Uh, I got my friend and I, we're we're those that wear the playoff towels as bandanas and all that Oh, okay, and yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and these these Boston kids are rock are walking away chanting USA USA, and these two like Italian or Greek girls on our side of the street, <laughs> hey USA, you suck ass, <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> With a little bit of broken English, that's <laughs> yeah. so good. It was amazing, almost like Montreal Jeanette response ever. Yeah. <laughs> so the the book born into it, like how. And I'm sorry that you've already asked this, uh, answered this question mm. 70,000 times, oh. but is it just starting just as like a notepad document or you just have like 30 stories that you have to get out of your brain yeah. and then you just start? It kind of started with like a few anecdotes that I would like tell people about my dad or whatever that people found like funny or interesting, <laughs> you know, and your dad was quite the character. You should write something about him. Did you ever call your dad by his first name? Are you one of those? Oh. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. So, you know, like, you have some friends that call their parents by their first and la- yeah, their first names. No, my my parents. Uh, my mother was a disciplinarian, so I I I had nothing but the the, the one time I'd ever like test the uh, raptor wire. <laughs> I test I test the, the enclosure. You know, I'd get like uppity or something, and I'd call. Like I was like, oh yeah, thanks for nothing. Like, what did you say, you little? And then I get bam on the back yeah, of the yeah, head, yeah. you know, as you should, as I should, <laughs> no, as I should. So no, I never called Dad Sayers. I, 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 
I'm like, <laughs> I, I valued my life too much. No, that, that's, uh, that'd be the worst. So there are some anecdotes uh, about your dad. Mm-hmm. And, and was the, your love of hockey passed down from father to son? Yeah, I mean, in a, in a kind of roundabout, complicated way, because, like, um, you know, I had, I had a, I, I clashed with him a, a fair bit. And, but, you know, we all have to go through that process of kind of, well, I mean, not at all, but a lot of people have to go through the process of kind of rebelling against your surroundings and, and what you were raised in. And so in me, in my rebelling against my dad, I kind of threw the baby out with the bathwater because uh, watching sports was his thing and playing sports was his thing. And I liked movies. And I liked comics. And right. I didn't think that you could be both. You know, you kind of have to be one or the other was the binary understanding of a nine-year-old. And, and so <laughs> I, I, I kind of, uh, like I said, yeah, um, I, I projected uh, all my dad issues on, on, onto the Habs and they paid the price for it. <laughs> um, uh, not that they were like missing my fandom as a 12-year-old, but I, I, I however, it was always on in my house. Um, even at, even at the time where like I had you know the 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 apex of my you know clash with my father, it, I was never going to be a fan of another team. Like I was just raised in Bleu Blanc Rouge. All my shit was painted those colors. I always had to rep that no matter what. So even if I like got annoyed at my dad, it's like if I got annoyed at my mom, that didn't mean I I like and I thought the Catholic Church was silly. I still had a reverence and a respect for it because it came before me and it was something I was raised in that means something to my parents. And so that's the Habs were that for me. And then once I got into sort of like late teens, early 20s, I was able to realize that I can enjoy sports doesn't mean I have to play them. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) That's why we're here, speaking into microphones, my friend. That's right. (laughs) We're not uh, at a freaking CrossFit gym just trying to stay lean for uh, the next game. That's that's someone else's game. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But in your your early childhood and... uh, you had like so. There's the '86. Do you have any memory of the? Are you too yeah, young for '86? Or is '93 more than one that you remember? So there, there, there. You know, I was uh, four during uh, the first one, and like I'd have been uh, 10, 10 or eleven the second time. Um, I remember things happening, and I remember what the the '86 one. Why I remember that one is because in 1987. In April of 87, um, when I turned five, my birthday present uh, from my parents that year, um, and I, like, it was so lost in me as a four-year-old. As a grown-up, I am so thankful I have it was, I have, um, in in Montreal Canadiens letterhead, I have this big manila envelope addressed to me uh, that it has signed eight black and white glossy 8 by 10s of the entire 86-87 Montreal Canadiens team sick. with a autographed letter from Bob Ganey to me. Oh, sick. Yeah. And you still have it? Yeah. Oh, that and, is dope. Is, and, it, have you, is it framed? Is oh, it mounted? No, it, no I, I have it in the envelope in safekeeping in like a keepsake box. Okay. Um, one day I'll do something with it. Um, but it was this like... You know, my dad was a real uh, what you call a chazer. That's like this sort of Yiddish term for hustler, and and he could <laughs> he he could find a way. He could pull it out of his arse when he needed to, and and so like there no other kid woke up that morning with that. You know, and so that's my remember. So that's why I'll re- remember that team, and then the '93 team. I just remember my dad um, being just drunk as. Shit. 
the cottage <laughs> celebrating, you know, years of being the only Habs fan in Oshawa, and then he jumps out into the woods and he has a place to get drunk and just celebrate and scream, you know, Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup over and over again. That's pretty, that's a, that's a, that's a fun memory. Yes. And, and it, it could have went sideways had they lost. Yes. I think in 93 they played, it was LA Kings. Yes, right. And Wayne, right. Gretzky's, uh, that's right. Wayne Gretzky's Kings. Um, how uh, so? Okay, so that was the that was the the genesis of yeah. the book, and then in uh, Born Into It, are there any anecdotes of you with any of the players, or your own nights on Rue St. Catherine, or uh, yeah, there's a few. What the, what's the other one? The Cooler Street. St. Catherine's kind of the tourist. Saint Lawrence. Yeah, Saint yeah, Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, or Saint Laurent. Yeah, um, yeah. I I, I I I put all of that stuff in there. I I. I I try my best not to betray the trust of some of the guys that okay, I know enough, who do fair. it, you know. How, but but I also you like, have to come up with like pseudonyms. Not no, like, no. But it's also ba- like, like KP <laughs> Muban, <laughs> KP Muban, uh, and Pax Maturetti, yeah. um, uh, Perry Perry Christ. Uh, no, but I I but I also in the interest of like transparency, if I have an opinion. I owe it to the reader to let them know where my biases lie. And so if there's somebody whose company I enjoy in addition to being a fan of them, I feel like it behooves me to mention that. So like I do have to tell people that I know PK and I get along with him real well. And in addition to thinking he's like the best player we've drafted in a generation, I, I think he's an awesome dude that loved that town, loved wearing that f- sweater, and we um, did punished him for it. Um, and so, but I have to sort of pick my battles. I've been lucky enough to know a bunch of these dudes. Um, but my, my opinions of that team are independent of my friendships kind of with them, I think. Okay. You're like a fan. You're not like someone who's like, you know, at our place, we have like Bob McKenzie and yeah, right. um, James Duffy who have to like analyze the game. Yeah, right. To, sometimes they got to like, if the team is struggling like it was the past few years and they got to say, yeah, this team's Oh no, I have to, the, and, garbage and I, soup. I share my opinion. I always share my opinion. Um, like, but you know, but at the same time, I, I get along and know these guys, uh, you know, and, and, and so like, it's this weird thing of like, I just have to pick my battles when it's worth it. Right. I always find it like, um, do you ever, do you, has this, have you encountered this before where, um, I'm, I'm friends with like a football player yeah. and he's invited me to a game in yeah. the past, like come down, whatever. Yeah. And, but like now I kind of want to go, <laughs> yeah. but like, I'm not sure. Cause it's, and people probably have this relationship with you because yeah. you're a public figure and. So they're like, if you're like, oh yeah, if you're in the city, you know, hit me up. Like yeah. if you're in Los Angeles or something. And you, I assume you get, you get those. Emails. Way, 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 le- way smaller scale. Okay, I might get two of those text messages a year. You get, you've, you've had two or twenty since we sat down and had this conversation. But like when they, I mean, and maybe this feels like a little bit of a of a Larry David conversation. So like, um, so yeah, now I want to go to this football game. Yeah, and but. But I'm like, uh, I don't know if like was the offer genuine, yeah, or or was it just I, like I th- like that friendly sort know, of cordial thing that you say to people? Yeah, it, it, it's one of those things, and 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 I never know what to do in that scenario either. And then, like, if you were pressed to get t- if you press like you want to say it's like the conference finals or something, they're playing Washington. Okay, I'll call. Okay. <laughs> no, listen, because at that point it's them or me, <laughs> and like, and my my desire to see the game outweighs my fear of um, inconveniencing them. <laughs> because by the way, if they can't get tickets, they'll say they can't get tickets. So they always have the option when they offer you something and you take them up on it. They have that out. 
they have announced saying, hey, man, sorry, it's the right. playoffs. I can't afford it. I would Any other night I'd have tickets. Like They have a bunch of excuses they can lay on you. So I think you should call your buddy and, get, and, and go, go see him. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, and I just don't want to, you know, and there's like a delicate balance, and people have to do the same with you. It's like, how much is too much to like message someone? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's almost, it's like, it's like a real, I don't know, it's like skating on friggin' Lake Louise, but in like April? Yeah, like, no, not, and not in like the heart of the winter where you me, know the ice I, is like, like this. Thing. I get to come up and, and hide from LA and New York up here, and then once a year during like TIFF or Just for Laughs in Montreal, LA right. and New York are in my place. Right. And they're like, oh man, you've been telling us how awesome these places, like Toronto is. Show us that you chose the oh, city. Oh man! Yeah, right. Yeah. I never thought this would happen. Like, <laughs> and they're like nine days. The chickens, too. the chickens have come home to roost. <laughs> I am ill prepared. You know, I yeah, I I eat off of like. The food I eat, I buy at Shoppers Drug Mart. Like I'm not. Yo, in, I, I'm right there with you, homie. <laughs> I'm on to two, two for four. Whenever there's something on sale, I, I buy. I'm that. not. I'm not the guy to take you out anywhere. You know, like yeah. I, I feel like we're spirit animals. Yes, like you're, you're no part of the same tribe. Yes, you can. I uh, can both avoid uh, our guest obligations together. Yes, <laughs> uh, I just hide out somewhere, yeah, like just a, some little dive bar yeah, somewhere. That's it. Um, you, okay, you mentioned when uh, you're you're shooting the movie Art of Steel, you just had like a day to yourself. You went and you got. Totally lifted, which leads me to knocked out yeah. or knocked up, excuse me. Yeah. And you know, there's all you guys. There's your scenes are like I don't know six or seven yeah. actors, and yeah. I'm sure you guys are all friends. And and also uh, makes me think of uh, this is the end. Yeah. Is there a story that you can tell us that you tell that you rarely tell, or your favorite story to tell? Either just guys like one guy is the butt of all the jokes. He's getting it from all sides, <laughs> or. Um, or just something just very bizarre happening, like some crazy admission. Some dude was like, oh, yeah. and then, uh, yeah, this one time I was in San Jose, and then... Well, Robinson is full of, full of stories. I'll say this. He told me I must be the realest mother he's ever met, which was because I, cause I, he asked me what I did last night, and I said I ate a tin of Chef Boyardee's and watched a documentary and fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I got high and ate some Chef Boyardee's. No, uh, um, that is pretty real. I'll say this. Um... Uh, bunch of good dudes <laughs> dropped in New Orleans for three months with Per Diem. You know, uh, for wh- for which movie? Uh, for this is the end. This is the okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some people might like to know the only in a movie that takes place entirely in L.A. and heaven. <laughs> the only scene that was shot in L.A. was the heaven scene. <laughs> Everything else was made was New Orleans meant to look made to look like Los Angeles. Um, and all those actors were in New Orleans. Like, yeah. there's so many cameos. Yeah, in that movie. we uh, they brought everybody. Oh wow! Yeah, Rihanna, uh, everyone. Um, they were they were they were all there. Um, I'm trying to think of like what I'd be allowed mm. to mention. Um, what I heard from that set was, I think, like, didn't McBride come later in the? Yeah, and then bit. everybody, not everybody, but he was kind of like the new guy as he, far as that group of yes, actors, yeah, right? Yeah, I- indeed. And and uh, although I think even Jonah comes after him, but jo- no, no, it is, it is, it's uh, yeah. Dan- Danny came after. Um, yeah, I, I obviously, I'll say this: the the like sort of dynamic that Jonah and I have in that movie. Um, not dissimilar from our reality. <laughs> well, you know, my cigarette was an excuse because I really went outside because Jonah was being a prick. Jonah was not being a prick. If anything, you were kind of being a prick. Jonah's the nicest guy ever, man. Oh my God, that's the thin veneer of kindness. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, um, we have an understanding now, um, but uh, there's a scene in that movie where I, like, hit him in the face real hard, and... Um, 
<laughs> I made sure that uh, you connected. No, but the next best thing. I just like <laughs> had him on edge. You know, like he he and I just didn't enjoy each other's company through three months of shooting, and then it came time to shoot this scene, and uh, and I all of a sudden I I I tried to get scared the. Kind of like being nicer than to him than I've been the whole rest of this year. So I was like, "Hey man, no, it's all good. Oh, I got you. I'm not gonna hit you." Oh, Sorry. just right before, because <laughs> I can't. You just get that brutal, I like you always, just right always, here, I just coming real, real close, and I'd always see him talking to the stunt coordinator before every take. So where, where is he throwing that punch? I was like, <laughs> we, "We've practiced it. You know where I'm throwing it." And then he say, "Action!" I try to get her as close as I could. And <laughs> I wonder if in the back of his mind, it's like this guy really likes hockey. Hockey, they fight all the time. <laughs> well, it was just like it was just. Just like every once in a while, uh, every once in a while, the you know the, you, you eat the bar, the bar eats you. Mm. you know? I like it. <laughs> in uh, knocked up, was there ever like everything? Are props? Yeah. Sadly, yes. Every, <laughs> er, everyone wants that to be actual weed. E- even the Trailer Park Boys. It's all fake. It's all fake. Now, every once in a while, it might not be. <laughs> um, I'll say this: I've never. Smoked weed on camera in a movie or a TV show for real. Um, some people, I, I know some who have, but no. On uh, what's so funny is on like, this is the end or something. Like we'd we'd go in and be shooting on set with all a bunch of fake weed, but then we'd all go to our trailers and be actual. It was this kind of like, yeah. It was like, yes, we have to go through this procedure. Um, <laughs> But it's sort of like, I mean, come on, we're all, well, nobody's a fool here. But, That's why uh, Robinson called you the realest dude ever, because like you're <laughs> eating the Chef Boyardee and watching the documentary in your trailer, yes. which is a nice little uh, I was serving. the only one who was, I was not only one, but no, I was always, I'm sober on set. I'm always sober on set. My, my, my girl at the time was not. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> so like, you know, she'd be in my trailer all day doing whatever. And she just like, yeah, she'd take her pipe into the bathroom. And then like, you know, so I, I lived like the rest of them, but no, I'm always sober on set unless, unless I have very, very little to do. Like if I have to like be one of six people running around and not talking, Nah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe I can take a bit of the edge off. Or in like Tropic Thunder, you just have like a belly full of just guts, and you're just reacting like ah. There's one pulling shot. all the guts out of your. There's one shot in that sequence where I am stoned, and that's only because. So um, wait, stoned in real life or? Yeah, in- <laughs> because because I had a day off. I was told I had a day off, and I didn't. And so what happened was like so we're shooting. The, Tropic Thunder opens with this big ass battle sequence, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and it just kind of devolves. So that's how that was the first stuff we shot in the movie. And at a certain point, I'm not sort of not front and center. At a certain point, it's all about uh, Downey and Stiller and Coogan and all this different. And um, and so you get into what's called a hold day. They say like, "All right, we're not sure. We think you're probably not coming in. Don't don't bother coming to set, but stay at the hotel in case we need you." Right? Well, what happens when you have five or six? Whole days in a row is you start to like be like ah oh, they're not calling me in right, right and you get into these terrible routines of like yeah so I was literally smoking weed in my bathroom at the hotel in Hawaii <laughs> when they're like all right Jay so actually we're gonna see you in uh, today so um the the van coming to get you in fifty and so I I start doing I don't know why I chose this but I started I did um, fifty push ups right away to wake myself <laughs> up and then like pounded an OJ and like did and then I started like running a lot I was just like trying to like I don't know why I just thought it would kind of wake me up a bit you know and then uh, and then I got to set and uh, 
Mercifully, mercifully. I, I, I think I was just in the background of one. I just had to lie up in the helicopter in the background. Oh, okay. And um, so, yeah, so that was that was scary because, uh, like, I don't like showing up with, like, a buzz on. I like to be at work and work, and that's that. And I – because also the whole day, I, uh, it, half of my day is inside my head being like, they can tell I'm stoned, can't they? <laughs> everyone's, every, everyone's talking about what an embarrassment I am, aren't I? I must stink. I bet I stink. Am I talking too much? I'm overcompensating. I never connect to people this much. Like I just, yeah. <laughs> just uh, like so many just mind days. Sheer days. paranoia. Yeah. And then uh, just if someone looks at you, you're just like one of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, yep. and yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that's it's uh, it's horrible. I don't I don't like it. I also part of me also thinks it's like it's a place of business. And if I was to do it, the only reason I'd be allowed to do it is because I'm one of the, like, actors or I'm famous-ish and no one's going to tell me not to. Well, the f uh, PA doesn't get that opportunity. PA can't roll into set and get a buzz on. He'll get fired. Right, right. So, like, that's to me that I should be able to do that and he can't. So I try to, like, if we're in it, we're in it. Got it. Man, you are wildly entertaining. Oh, good, and, thank and, you. And, and and obviously, we could we could tell in your films and the projects <laughs> that you choose. And I'm sure, just d diving into this book, born into it, they'll be like, "Oh, yeah, I, man, I was in one of those bathroom fights." Or like, <laughs> wherever you take us on this journey of, of fandom and and these memories and all this this these connections that we have to our teams and this yeah. this tribalism that we had, like you know, we have. I'm, I'm sure it'll be just a fun. Thanks, journey. Gab. It was it was great. It was great to talk to you, man. And, Cheers, and I likewise. and I look forward uh, in the future to us bunkering down. During TIFF or Just for Laughs <laughs> when, in 2019, when we or both have out of town guests and yes. visiting, and it's like a random Monday night, and someone who's on vacation just wants to go hard. It's like it's Monday, no, buddy. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's it's pajamas at 7:45, <laughs> man. Yeah. I'm trying to, yeah, I, I'm trying to get cozy. We'll try to we'll try to make sure that our signals are on the same, yeah, buddy, on the same right. frequency. No, and use just, me just, as your cozy out anytime. Okay, will do. Uh, pleasure speaking to you, man. Likewise. Thanks for coming by. Man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Jay Baruchel. This was Cabbie Presents, the podcast.